Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. So welcome. Today we have social innovators from a community where my two sons live, uh, Peterborough, Ontario. And the business is called Bridges Peterborough. So welcome, Alan. Welcome, Todd. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, so let's start with your education. So, Alan, let's start with you. Oh, uh, I first came to Peterborough uh, to get a liberal arts degree uh, from Trent University. And like I was telling Todd the other day, uh, that got me a job driving a cab. Yeah, and uh, first in Peterborough in the recession of uh, of '82, and uh, um, a few years later, I also studied theology, um, and uh, I was uh, ordained into a community ministry called the Riverdale Economic Ministry, and that was uh, a ministry where we uh, developed social enterprises. But my real education has been, uh, I've been educated by people with lived poverty who have experienced poverty firsthand, people like Todd. So over to you, Todd. Yeah, I have, uh, I just have the basic uh, high school and uh, my, uh, but I have, as Alan mentioned, I have a lot of lived experience, which I find is very helpful in the in the work we're doing right now. So, um, yeah, it probably probably is good for that. Yeah. So, Todd, you're street smart. Yes, I I would like to. Well, at least I hope I am. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, uh, let's get into your work career. So, Alan. I think you spent some time in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Peter. I um, paid for my university doing mostly labor-related jobs, everything from driving cab to underground mining to uh, various construction jobs. Um, but uh, uh, the uh, the social enterprise, my first church was a 3,000-square-foot wood shop where uh, it turned into a, a f- we started first a, a cooperative woodworking company and it failed in the recession of 92. But uh, that failure transformed it into a, uh, a shared shop where there were a dozen little social enterprises uh, happening out of that, that one space. So I had no business experience going into that, but my theology degree helped me to, um, uh, speak intelligently about things I don't really understand. <laughs> Sounds like you're in a co-working space almost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you, we, we'd call it a hub today, but uh, yeah, we called it a social enterprise center. Okay, Todd, tell us about your work experience. Um, I've... As as I've said before, I've had just pretty much a basic. I I worked in uh, in uh, kitchens for probably about twenty years of my life. So it's been, 
and that's kind of given but then i decided that i didn't want to do that anymore and as soon as i decided that then an opportunity came that uh um i met up with uh alan and his partner and and that was that was the beginning of this enterprise that uh i'm a part of now so well, Bridges, Peterborough, Alan, tell us what it's all about. So uh, about five years ago, uh, the local health unit uh, hosted an all-day workshop um, on an educational framework called Bridges Out of Poverty. This has uh, been developed by AHA Process Inc. in the States, and it's now in over 400 communities mostly in North America, but it's becoming worldwide. And this educational framework offers a, um, uh, a st- systemic analysis of what are the four reasons uh, for poverty. Um, it also offers a class analysis based on the idea that low-income people tend to hang out with other low-income people, middle-class people tend to hang out with other middle-class people, and wealthy people tend to hang out with other wealthy people. And in each of those segments or classes, we we like to call them cultures, subcultures, there are hidden rules uh, that you understand if you're a member of those, uh, those subcultures, but you don't necessarily understand. And so it answers the question, question like why don't a lot of middle class social work solutions seem to work for people living in poverty and um, my partner Lynn had spent uh, 18 years on social assistance homeschooling her five kids and caring for her uh, her her husband uh, who was terminally ill Uh, And so when she was introduced to this poverty framework, it uh, something just clicked and the light bulbs went on and she understood, uh, you know, so much about uh, her struggles to move out of poverty and into a middle class world. She was able to do that because she drew supports first from our local church community. We created a circle of support of mentors to help her identify where she could go. Once her husband moved into long-term care, um, his social assistance check went with her, and so she was without a source of income and had to start from scratch. So, But those mentor circles provided some guidance and just some confidence for her to go back to school and begin working as a community worker, as a diaconal minister in the United Church. And it was from that, that was kind of the first model that we began to develop as a model what in what has emerged as a bridging team at Bridges Peterborough. It's a lot, much longer story, but there's a thumbnail sketch. <laughs> so, Todd, how did you connect with Alan? Um, I was... Uh... Um, through uh, Ontario Works, I I took the getting ahead and the just getting by world program, and it uh, it I it really clicked with me, and it made me go, oh, okay, so these are some things that I could be doing, that I should be doing, that I haven't thought of. So, and after I was finished <laughs> that, um, 
there was this uh, uh, opportunity that came to Ontario Works, and it was uh, Lynn and Allen's bridging team. That uh, and I said, okay, you know, this uh, this sounds like it could be fun. And then I uh, went to and then I went to it, and and this is what I, I love telling everybody. It was within probably about two or three weeks that I realized that this was an um, that it was a very amazing program and that it helped me realize because I uh, it's uh, you know as Alan said it's the middle class people getting together with the people who are you know under resourced and it it was the first time that I can remember from you know up to that point that I actually had some middle class people listening to me that they would you know i'd say something and it's not like oh, okay well you you should do this and do this it was like okay yeah well let's figure out how you're going to get help with that and that was an amazing feeling terrific okay alan who's in charge you or lynn <laughs> we're a team we're a team and and we're a part of an expanding team uh uh, there's now uh, uh, not only four professionals, if you like, as a part of our team, but um, we now, uh, uh, Todd is a part of a new social enterprise with a team of people all with lived experience of poverty who are now using their expertise, their their understanding of poverty to help uh, uh take this, uh, well, they've started their own bridging team and they're working with us on the idea of scaling this out, of expanding this, of training others to use this model as a way of transforming lives, both the lives of people who are under-resourced, but also the lives of those mentors or allies who become involved in this, this project. Have I dodged been, that question. I dodged your, that question, didn't I? <laughs> have you been asked to replicate what you're doing in Peterborough and other communities? Yes, yes. That's uh, well. That's the plan. That's the stage we're at now. We've uh, we've created the model, and uh, like I was saying, uh, Todd's group is the first one to take the model and uh, take their training and uh, to start their own team. So we hope uh, uh, what, uh, what they're doing is, uh, is the first of many to come. So we're beginning to offer that training uh, uh, to church people, to community folks with, because we've now had to shift online, uh, all of our training and workshops are online, we can really present this geography as, as, as no limit. Excellent. So right now, are you looking to go outside of Peterborough? Because then you may have to look at changing your name. Yeah, well, we're not building an empire, uh, Peter. We're, we're hoping that the model can be uh, replicated and there can be uh, Bridges Markham. There can be uh, Bridges Regina. There can be uh, Bridges Victoria, Bridges St. John, you name it. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, that's what we're hoping. It's, it's, we see it more as a grassroots movement along the lines of, say, uh, La Leche League. 
uh, or Girl Scouts or, you know, where people uh, create their own local associations and use the same model uh, to improve their own communities. Well, very briefly, can you tell us about your programs? Todd, do you want to? Actually, yeah, you go. You can go right ahead because yours is uh, the base of it. So, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, so the bridging team is is the core uh, program, and it's uh, it's a year long process. Uh, a ga- uh, folks gather uh, once a week. We say for food, fun, and hospitality. With you know with the pandemic we haven't been able to share food we're all online but it's uh it begins with the um uh, the getting ahead training that todd was mentioning that's a 16-week program and so both mentors and under-resourced folks usually about five or six under-resourced uh people with uh maybe 10 or 12 uh mentors will gather with two co-facilitators uh, the facilitators have been trained uh, in this year-long process, and they meet weekly. And what really drives the process, one of the things that's unique about it is that it's really driven by the needs and uh, of, those, of the under-resourced people. And um, they, do, uh, they design each, each month's uh, content, what they want to study, what they want to work on together. And uh, through the year, there's a gradual process of building trust, of creating a safe space where relationships happen. Um, uh, There's the second phase involves people, everybody telling stories, telling life stories or responding to uh, the uh, five basic questions. And uh, that's where, or that's when, the magic happens. <laughs> That's the best description we, we have for it. Maybe, Todd, why don't you pick it up there? Tell us about the magic that happens. Um, yeah, if uh, I, I think that uh, um, as being a participant in this, it was, uh, you know, like, um, as I mentioned earlier, it was, I was kind of in a, a place where, you know, I wasn't really interacting with too many people and, and, you know, after, and as I said, after a couple of weeks, it became this great thing that, you know, I had people listening to me, but then it even grew more than that is that, you know, um, these people were interested. And then it became the fact that I felt comfortable enough around them to tell a not uh, in-depth personal story, but a, a rather personal story from my past that, I may I, I think the first story that I did tell was kind of how I felt about uh, you know my younger years and and uh, you know some maybe maybe uh, wrong wrong things that I thought back then and it was uh, and it was nice to get that off my chest and but everybody was so understanding and it was great that they and it and that's kind of cemented it for me after I did that first that telling that first story it was like because you know I I hadn't been offered to tell my story too often so it was a, it was a nice change and and having people listen it was it was just 
you know, a dream come true, so to speak, I guess. And yeah, and it grew from that. And I, that was, as Alan said, that was about four years ago when he hasn't really been able to get rid of me yet because I, I 100% believe in his, his uh, ideas and his cause, everything like that. It's, I, I think this is great. And I, yeah, I'm looking for, he may be looking for, you know, outside of Peterborough, but I'm looking for this in the entire world. So. <laughs> okay. So Alan, I want you to talk about partnerships and funding to keep this organization going. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, again, uh, a real team effort. Uh, the first seed funding came through the United Church of Canada Foundation. Um, and uh, there was a call uh, to develop community-based ministries, and we applied that. Uh, we received support from um, uh, local uh, churches. Uh, our, our region had started up an uh, innovation fund, which we... Uh, have been supported by over the years, the Mission and Service Fund. But we also um, reach, uh, reached out to ecumenical funds. Uh, there was a, uh, a Lutheran fund in the United States. Uh, the Catherine Donnelly Foundation uh, has supported us. And then uh, locally, uh, the United Way, uh, the Community Foundation of Greater Peterborough, private foundations uh, have all chipped in and uh, a lot of individuals too and with the individual donors um, we say a hundred percent of their donations goes to support the under-resourced participants so every uh, under-resourced participant in in a bridging team will receive a $25 gift card just to help them well in a, in, in, in a sense to pay for their expertise to to just uh, to it's a token acknowledgement of the value of what they're bringing into the group uh training us all about the realities of poverty and what does it take to uh, to bridge out of poverty so that goes on um our business uh plan has us selling the training and uh selling our uh, our model uh, although I'm conflicted about that, Peter, uh, you could probably help to coach me on this one because, because we've created it with generous support of individuals. Uh, I feel like uh, it belongs to the world, what we've developed. And uh, so uh, as part of our abundance, I'm uh, really wrestling with the idea of making it an open source making an available open source and inviting that abundance, uh, abundance to keep uh, flowing from, uh, from people's generosity rather than charging them uh, a fixed rate. Okay. So now I'm going to challenge you a little bit. Three years from today, what is Bridges Peterborough going to look like? So, uh, so it will, as an organic organization, it will continue to have grown slowly. It will have uh, developed roots um, with a broader base of membership. 
uh, and the, it will have branched out uh, where we will have trained uh, in three years. I don't know. Uh, you know, let's say there's another three uh, groups who have taken the model and are using it and are starting to feed back to us success stories as well as we're collecting evaluation and quantitative as well as that qualitative data. So, uh, you know, sometimes I, I offer grand visions of what we're going to do in three years, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, can you connect me? Are you running a foundation, Peter? <laughs> no, I'd have to talk to Lynn about that. <laughs> okay, so Todd, where are you going to be in three years? Where am I going to be in three years? Well, I I would like to still be working in uh, the Bridges Peterborough organization, doing whatever it takes to help them out. And uh, yeah, I I think for this, I have the same vision, but uh, maybe. You know, Alan says he has a grand one, but I think mine might be a little grander because I'm I'm looking for every community in the world. I think you know that that may not be attainable in three years, but you know it's it's something that I I think that could be possible because I've seen the value of this and I've been experienced it firsthand. So I would like you know as many people to experience it as possible so maybe that's why my vision is so so large and yeah i and i i i want this to grow and to be you know one of the things that you know connects you know uh people in poverty and uh people middle class people just make sure that it's finally getting understanding because I think we've been going a little while where, you know, neither side seems to understand a whole lot between, between the, them. So, and I, I, I think this really helps to get that understanding. Like, first of all, I, I learned a lot about, uh, people in middle-class because I had some, you know, uh, some, set ideas on how they acted and how they treated me. But when I became a part of the, the first bridging team, I realized that, Oh, well, my, my ideas aren't correct. They're, they're just, you know, they, they're out there ideas. So, and I, I really, really looking forward to this and, you know, I'm behind Alan and Lynn for whatever they do. And, you know, I'll support them and, you know, try to contribute as much as I can. So that that's kind of what I'm looking forward to in the next few years. As long as Alan and uh, Lynn go big. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's ideal. But, uh, you know, even if they keep it small, as long as we get, I'm happy with, you know, each individual person that benefits from this is, is awesome. Yeah. Okay, Alan. I have one final question. How do listeners connect with you? Uh, simple. Uh, Google Bridges Peterborough. Uh, Bridges Peterborough will connect you with our uh, our website, and you'll find out everything you need to know uh, there on, on the website. Um, Excellent. Well, gentlemen, yeah. it's really been interesting. You're very inspiring, and I think the uh, communities of faith 
as well as the social enterprises will find your stories really interesting. So thank you very much for joining me this morning and have a positive day. Uh, Thank you uh, for the work you're doing, Peter, spreading uh, this good news.